Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello, and welcome to Dyslexia Devoted, the podcast dedicated to building awareness, understanding, and strategies to help those with dyslexia. I'm your host, Lisa Parnello, dyslexia therapist and founder of Parnello Education Services. Join me as we dive into today's episode of Dyslexia Devoted. Hello, everyone. I'm so glad you're joining me again today. And if you're a new listener, welcome to the show. This week is actually going to be a little bit of a shorty episode because in case you don't already know, summer is my super busy season. It's when I help all the kids I normally can't take on during the school year because they're at school and there's only so many hours in the after school time that are available each week. So summer is the time when I help all the kids who need more help than I can give during the school year. And it is also my busy time for some of the other work I do to help a company with their program development stuff. So it is one of those times a year where I am blessed to have so much work to keep me busy, but at the same time means I don't have a lot of extra. And so this week's is a bit of a shorty episode for Dyslexia Devoted. I have a bit of good dyslexia news to share that I actually knew about a couple weeks ago, but just plain forgot to include it in our podcast episode. So better late than never, right? California is one of the very few states that does not have any dyslexia screening laws. And while we have this amazing set of dyslexia guidelines, they're never put into place because no child actually has the word dyslexia on their IEP. I'm not really saying that literally. There are some kids that do get the word dyslexia put on there. But because there's no dyslexia screening, even though we have these guidelines, rarely do they write the word dyslexia on the IEP. So therefore, it's not really followed. And now they've just put into the new budget money set aside for dyslexia screening. So now maybe some of those kids who've never been diagnosed with dyslexia and who have fallen through the cracks can now get screening in schools. So I'm very excited to share that with you guys. And it's great news for some of those kids who are not getting identified early enough to get the support that they desperately need. Speaking of getting support kids desperately need, that brings me to today's topic of the podcast, which is summer homework. So how do you feel about summer homework? I know I have my opinions. What are yours? Welcome to episode 60 of Dyslexia Devoted. And today we're talking about the downsides of summer homework assignments. Now for me personally, I hated giving summer work. I know I was told I had to certain school years. And so I did because they told me I had to. And usually it meant I spent three days preparing packets that covered all the things we had learned over the school year so the kids wouldn't forget them and they could all practice them. Do you know how many kids turned it in? Approximately one out of the whole class. 
maybe two or three. Some years I'd get lucky. There'd be a few more that would do all that. So I would spend three days doing work for kids to not actually do the assignment. And usually the kids who did the homework were the ones that it was easy for, and it really would not have mattered if they did that assignment or not. They probably still would have been fine. It was never the kid who needed the extra practice who actually did the homework assignment. Now, this summer, I've been working with a bunch of kids who I normally can't see during the school year, or I don't get to see them enough during the school year because I only have so many hours in my day. And so our plan this summer with their parents was to get them through as much remediation as possible and get them as much support as we can during these summer months and take advantage of the extra time I have in my day and the extra time the kids have in their day. We always have these grand ideas of how much work we can get done in the summer. And then sometimes a wrench gets thrown into the works. And this wrench tends to be summer homework. And as an educator, I fully support the kids need to do something during the summer and not just do nothing at all and then suddenly go back to school and be like, wait, what? I don't remember any math facts. I don't remember some of that reading stuff you taught me last year. They should be doing something. But sometimes these summer reading assignments and homework assignments get to be rather large And if you are a student with learning differences, sometimes those assignments take you the whole summer. And this is definitely the pitfall for some of our kids who are already struggling students once they are given a summer assignment that takes over their summer, which is actually the time that they could probably get more support and help. Now we have to decide how are we going to use that summer support and help. I have a couple kids who have really major summer reading assignments. There's one of my boys who's sixth grade going into seventh grade who has 500 pages worth of reading to do this summer. And I'm not talking light, pleasant reading. I'm talking the first 250 pages is definitely nonfiction, full of a bunch of vocabulary I've had to explain to him as we go through. And then the other assignment is another 250 page book that also has very heavy topics and themes. Both are meant to teach lessons and I get it but they're also really heavy for this kid to get through our summer. At the beginning of our summer, we were working really hard on splitting our time where I was teaching him remediation stuff to get better at reading. And then the second half of the class, we would spend reading some of his summer assignments. And as we are making it closer and closer to the end of summer, we're realizing there's no way we are going to get through his summer reading work if we don't work primarily on that which is so hard. This kid finally has time to get the support he desperately needs, but instead we're doing the schoolwork that makes him already behind in school before school ever started. And the kiddo I'm thinking of isn't the only one. There's another one of the girls that I'm working with who has to read a book called The Circuit This Summer, which I actually really enjoy the book. It's a good way to teach uh, community and it's a good way to teach that not everybody lives the same way and some people are far less fortunate and they're still working really hard to survive. But at the same time, the book also has a bunch of phrases in Spanish. If you're a kid with dyslexia, how easy do you think it is to read words in Spanish and still understand what's happening in the story? So while that story isn't very long, it's not something she can do on her own. It's something I have to read with her this summer because she can't possibly read that whole story and actually get the nuances of the parts of the story that are actually really important to understand if there isn't someone there reading it with her. Which means we're not doing any remediation. We're just working on the summer reading assignments. While I fully support kids should have to do some sort of work over the summer so they don't forget everything and so they don't just play video games all day, we also have to figure out where's the balance. Where is the balance between do a little bit of learning time and 
let's also be a kid and have a reset. It's hard when a kid is starting the school year already behind. Because these summer reading assignments are not just something you're supposed to read and if they don't do it, no big deal. These summer reading assignments are ones that turn into essays and projects as soon as they get back to school. So it's really challenging to help these kids when we really want them to make progress over the summer and fill in the gap and catch them up closer to their peers. But then they already have this giant load of assignments that are weighing them down. And yes, I know they can use assistive technology, and I've actually offered the assistive technology to these kids. But you know what they said? I want to read it myself. They really want to be able to read their summer reading themselves. With me, they're learning how to read, and they're building up confidence, and they finally know they can really do it. But it just takes them longer. And they know that. And so they've done some math, you know, oh, I need to read 25 pages a day, and then I'll be able to get it done in time for the school year. So they know exactly what they need to do, and they know they can do it, even though it takes them longer. So yes, I know, assistive technology is fantastic, and I do encourage the kids to use it, but these kids have drive and self-determination and the desire to do well and do it themselves to feel like they don't always have to use assistive technology. So that's what we're going to do. Sometimes the kids' worries over not being able to do all the things like the rest of their classmates sometimes win over some of our other original plans. I'll still work in their skill building that they need to be able to read these more challenging books and to get through the summer. And while it may not have been our original plan, we are still going to make awesome progress and the kids are still going to feel really successful when they were able to do their summer reading themselves. They didn't have to listen to somebody else read it. They could do it themselves. And sometimes that is also really powerful. So while the summer may not go to our original progress plan, we're still making progress and we're going to call that a success. All right, that's it for today. I'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. If you want to learn even more about dyslexia, check out parnelloeducation.com forward slash courses. See you next time.